Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Welcome to CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. I'm a Navy veteran, and every week I get a chance to look at the issues of the day through the eyes of my fellow military vets. My goal every week is simple. Bring you something informative and something that will inspire the hell out of you. This is the news and stories about the veteran lifestyle. This is Eye on Veterans. All right, most of us know our next guest as the star professional wrestler Lacey Evans. Oh, oh Lacey oh. Evans, my goodness, looks to rally and get back into this matchup with a boot to Banks. Talks and now continues to beat down Evans in front of her family. So it makes me sick that you two are trying to use a seven-year-old to get to me. Well, congratulations, because you have got to me. And now Lacey Evans said enough is enough. You don't go after my family or my daughter. And goes right after Banks and now Bailey tries to get involved. And Lacey Evans is in center. And Dana Brooke trying to pull Evans off Banks. Lacey Evans are going to beat the hell out of Sasha Banks here tonight. Before she was a Barbie that could lift barbells, before she smacked opponents around the ring, she was a United States Marine. So I'm happy to welcome to Eye on Veterans, Lacey Evans. Pleased to meet you, Miss Evans. Lord, thank you for having me. But if you ever refer to me as a Barbie again, I'm pretty sure you won't have a show. Do you understand me? <laughs> I absolutely love it. And that character that we see in the ring is 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 fierce. And uh, pardon my observation on the blonde hair and the uh, nice, attractive look there and the style. Um, is that sense of empowerment, that sense of strength, something that you're trying to convey to your young female viewers and fans? Well, I mean, they can, but it's it's funny to hear, you know, like you said, coming from the military where, you you know, I didn't wear makeup at all. And I was on military police on a SWAT team. And now I'm referred to as a damn Barbie. I just don't know how to take it yet. <laughs> yeah, right on. And once a Marine, always a Marine, which is what I love about talking to Marines. Uh, you know, one in that I'm a Navy guy, so we naturally give each other crap. But like, it's just funny that that salty, that tough kind of attitude 
you know, man, woman, doesn't matter. Marine Corps, you stand on those yellow footprints, that's your birthday, and that kind of changes you for life. Is that sort of what happened with you? Absolutely. Um, you know, having a rough upbringing, and I say this all the time, the Marine Corps definitely instilled the values that, that I have today, and, and it just formed the woman that I am today. So I give the Marine Corps credit for not only my grit, but my discipline and, and my drive. And so, you know, I always tell everybody the Marine Corps saved me and, and definitely built me up to be who I am today. Talk to me about your journey there, as this is Ion Veterans. Uh, we'll get to the superstardom and the fame of being a wrestling personality. But talk to me about, you know, what got you into the Marines? Why Marine Corps? And what was your journey there? Oh, it was uh, very short. Um, I was uh, in college in Louisiana, and I was taking care of, you know, being there for my family and taking care of them. And my father was an addict, and he suffered with depression and, and anger management. He just he was mentally just unstable, and he has been my whole life. But um, I have a bunch of siblings, so, you know, I graduated high school out of Florida, um, followed my family down to Louisiana so I could be there, you know, when they needed anything, when the, the drugs got worse or the jobs didn't come through. And um, <clears throat> I just realized that, you know, I can't continue to live like that. I can't enable the, the drug addicts and the people that don't want to change. And, and that's what I saw myself doing year after year. And so at 19 years old, after, you know, changing colleges from Florida to Louisiana to be there and to try to stop the addiction, to try to fix the depression, to try to get my family to, to get clean and, and happy. And I realized you can't, you can't force that upon anybody. Like the, the saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And that's what I found myself doing across the board with my family. And um, financially, I was supporting them and, and, you know, just being there, period. And it took a toll on me. And I knew that there was something more out there. And I knew that I had done all that I can do and that I needed to make a decision in order to break the cycle and change this lifestyle. And that, cause that's all I knew. I didn't know what I wanted to be and I didn't know what else was out there, but I knew what I didn't want to be and I knew how I didn't want to end up. The Marine Corps was, you know, when I went to uh, the recruiting station, believe it or not, I didn't understand the difference between the branches, you know, Army, Navy, Marines. I, um, you know, we didn't really watch TV growing up and I'm from the South and in my, you know, my father wasn't in the you know, military. And so when I showed up, to figure out this option because I one thing I did know regardless where you go once you sign that contract they ship you off and you can't come running back to answer the addiction calls and the depression calls and the suicides and the overdoses you can't do that anymore you have you have to go push forward and and you know take it every day so I showed up at the recruiting station and nobody was there it was after a long shift and I you know like I said I was in college and I was working two jobs and uh, I went to leave and a Marine pulled up and he explained to me the difference between the Marine Corps, Army, Navy. And I said, absolutely. It's, it's it give me the hardest thing that you can, because I've been through hell in my life and I want to be challenged to the brink of, of wanting to, to quit. And I knew that the Marine Corps was what was going to do that after hearing the differences. So there was no other option and military police, obviously, um, what better way to continue to stop the negativity in life, to be there to stop the threat. And literally when I say threat, it's not only, you know, guns and weapons, the threat of addiction, the threat of depression, the, th the threat of domestic violence and physical abuse and mental abuse. Like to me, that was just everything that I wanted to embody and be in as a military police officer and the United States Marine Corps. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. I mean, just the way that, 
you can go through something so bad and you can turn it into something so incredibly good. You know, that's what that's what some of the greatest Marines and soldiers are made of. Did you find that like the Marine Corps wasn't quite as scary as you thought it might have been when you got there, having had your background? Absolutely not. I mean, my father is a huge man. By the time he died, I mean, I had to pay an extra fee just to have him cremated because of his mass and his size. Um, he was also not only huge, he looked like Hagrid off of Harry Potter. Like he's just a big man, the biggest hands, the meanest voice. And he was the meanest person to date that I've ever met in my life. And that says a lot coming from, you know, your, you know, your higher ups or Marines, you know, but, um, yeah, sure, sure. it was, so I went from, you know, having this massive father who, you know, did what he did to me and, and my siblings and, and his anger and his aggression and his depression, and the addiction, and you put all that together and, and you make it that explode. And this is my life, you know, uh, growing up when I was little and I, get, I, I would be sick to my stomach getting on the school bus to go home. Now getting on to go to school, I was happy as hell, but I was sick, physically sick to even go home as a child because you never know what to expect. You don't know what you're going to find. And so when I joined the Marine Corps, uh, it went from this, you know, huge man that was supposed to love me more than anything in life, physically, mentally, and emotionally tearing me down and, and my family down and my, you know, and then I go to these drill instructors, no offense, you know, it, it was hard as hell. It was mentally very tough, but you know, it, it, to these drill instructors that are, you know, not as big as my dad, not as mean as my dad, and they aren't supposed to love me anyway. So it's like <laughs> yell at me all day. You know, I've been there and done that times 10 with, you know, so yeah, it was definitely my father it, without him even knowing prepared me to be one hell of a Marine and be able to take a lot not only physically, not only mentally, but emotionally. So the three months of boot camp was, um, I guess, a little fun in a sick way because of because of what I've been through. <laughs> Wonderful. And we'll call that the silver lining. And uh, to every dark cloud, I, I am certain there is one. And you are a living example, an embodiment of that. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you ended up with Special Reaction Team uh, within the Marines and kind of where your tour in the Marine Corps took you. So, um, so that was a funny story, but I, so I did really well in all my schoolhouses. Uh, I was a uh, company's highest shooter out of boot camp. Um, I was honor graduate out of uh, military police school um, in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and uh, honor graduate out of corporal's course. So all these things that, that I've been, that I was doing, you know, as being on a road MP, which is military police. And I also had a daughter. So it was hard with that transition because obviously being a female in the Marines, you're already very low percentage of females. So you're already looked at and expected to push, move above and beyond. And, and, and I, I get it. You know, females need to hold their own weight. And I completely agree with that. But then when you become a mom, it's like, damn, now I really have to step it up because, you know, you only get roughly six months, I think, at the time between birth to getting back in the fight and being able to do what you were expected to do prior to any of this happening. So um, I really wanted to be SRT because I excelled very well in, in, as an MP. And SRT was a specialized unit, which civilians refer to as kind of SWAT team. Hmm. Um, but, you know, you have to prove you have what it takes to, to do that job. And here I am with an infant who is still, you know, excuse my French, but still breastfeeding. And I'm trying, you can't touch the LP, which goes on your weapon. But I, here I am wanting to be a special reactions team and go in every day and prove to this this small unit, this small group of men that I have what it takes to in order to do that. And we'll hear the rest of that story when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. 
welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm your host, Navy veteran Phil Briggs. Now, our last segment, we met WWE pro wrestling sensation Lacey Evans. And while I made the mistake of calling her a Barbie that can lift some serious barbells. Lord, thank you for having me. But if you ever refer to me as a Barbie again, I'm pretty sure you won't have a show. Do you understand me? Oh, 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 Lacey Evans. My goodness. There's no mistake that she was born tough enough to be a Marine. To these drill instructors that are, you know, not as big as my dad, not as mean as my dad, and they aren't supposed to love me anyway. So it's like, (laughs) yell at me all day. You know, I've been there and done that times 10. We heard about her tough upbringing, dealing with an abusive father and a horrendous home life. But I was sick, physically sick to even go home as a child. And then she shared how she ended up finding a new life as a Marine and then a mom. Now, our interview picks back up where Lacey was describing trying to become a military police SWAT team member while still trying to raise her infant daughter. And here I am with an infant who is still, excuse my French, but still breastfeeding. And I'm trying, you can't touch the LP, which goes on your weapon. But I, here I am wanting to be a special reactions team and go in every day and prove to this, this small unit, this small group of men that I have what it takes to, in order to do that. So I'm, I'm breast pumping in one, got my <laughs> rifle ready in the other, dropping my milk, grabbing the rifle and doing everything physically and, and showing my mindset, my tactical ability. So it took a while to prove to these men and plus juggling being a wife and being a mother and it was, like I said, with an infant, which was the most hilarious part. There were times that, you know, we would be on the, on the gate and um, I would have to pump. I would have to pump because I have a, you know, you know, got the chest plates on yeah, yeah. and you've got all this milk and here, you know, I'm like, you know, so I would run to the bathroom, pump it, throw it in the refrigerator, grab my weapon and get back in. And so it was like, it was pretty hard juggling all that, but I, I knew I had what it took. At the end of it, after going out to to the firing line, showing them what I'm capable of, showing them quick reaction decisions on my side, uh, ta- tactically, I, I did it. And, and I made them believers in what I'm capable of. And lo and behold, they, they hand chose me to be part of the team. Forget Rosie the Riveter. Uh, Mom SWAT team badass sounds so much cooler. So, Dripping uh, milk at the same time, brother. Can you imagine that freaking sour milk smell? smell but here I was because I could, you know, I could shoot a penny from far away. So hell, to tell me where the threat is. Let's stop it, and I'll breast pump later. That was pretty much what I was sitting at. But you know, that just shows you what women are capable of. No doubt, Lacey. I, I can say it runs the same in my house. Uh, no questioning uh, the power and the strength of the almighty woman. Um, now, let's talk, because it sounds to me like you've got one heck of a career in law enforcement ahead of you, yet somehow you end up in wrestling and, you know, a national sports celebrity. Uh, how did it happen? Well, that was that was interesting, too, because I, I knew that I was going to probably like go to FBI, you know. I love, like, the interrogation side of it and, and being a police officer, but um, my, there was a staff sergeant that was stationed in Paris Island, and he did um, what it was backyard wrestling. Now, I had never heard of WWE. You know, I'm a, I'm a southern girl, didn't have much growing up. I lived in tents and trailers and had a rough upbringing. We didn't sit around with mommy and mommy and grandpa around the TV watching wrestling. You know, that just wasn't my life. So when he said he did backyard wrestling, I was like, well, what is that? And um, it, I was kind of it was kind of funny to me. I wanted to see it. And I went on a Saturday and I, I saw him perform and I just, the kids in the audience, you know, there was only, there was less than 20, but I knew immediately I wanted to have something to do with that because, you know, I, I carry a bunch of anger and a bunch of grit anyway. And if I could use that in a ring to tell like these stories and then have these little kids 
the way that they, they're impacted from this sport was interesting to me. So one thing led to another, and the next weekend, I actually came out and did a show. And within two weeks, I, had, I was in contact with WWE uh, for a tryout. Wow, like a natural standout in the audience or, or at one of those events that, that, that they just saw you and immediately saw you could shine. Wow, amazing. How close was that to the end of your time in the Marine Corps then? That, that was literally, this is how God is. This is how good God is because I was supposed to choose to either re-enlist or EAS at the same time that WWE contacted me. And so when, and it worked out so perfectly that I got out in October and I started in April. So talk about transition and how hard it is for the military to get out of active duty and try to find a civilian. Like God is that good because I did, there was no transition for me. When I got out of, of W or excuse me, of the military as active duty, I had three inactive reserve years, obviously, you know, but I went straight into WWE. Yeah. I was still active duty at my um, tryout, my, my master guns. I had to tell him, you know, I was like, yeah, I've been doing this backyard wrestling and he's laughed and, and I was like, but there's a three-day tryout. So long story short, he gave me three days of leave to go out and, and try it. And I came home kind of like, there's no way they're going to hire me. And they called me on the phone. And so they went off me a contract within months. So <laughs> That is awesome. And uh, what I really like about that is it highlights the importance of what I like to think of as facing forward or looking out the windshield. A lot of veterans, a lot of folks in the community tend to like, they get out and then they keep looking backwards. They keep looking back at the days and the times with their bros and their friends. They keep looking back at the time with their teammates. And that seems to be where their focus is, kind of rearview mirror. And when I hear your right. story, it's like, man, you get out and immediately, boom, forward, forward, forward. You're looking at this new job. You're looking at tryouts. And I'd imagine, had it not gone that way with the wrestling, you'd have still been forward-facing. You'd have still been looking to keep that momentum going into something positive for your career. So that's awesome. Absolutely. All right, one more thing I want to ask you about while I got you here. Um, I've seen you work with another gentleman that I've interviewed, another great veteran, Montel Williams, on the TV show Military Makeover. Tell me about your involvement there, because I absolutely love talking to Montel. Oh, he's incredible. And what he stands for and what he does for not only our military, but our veterans and their families. So um, I go and help host uh, Military Makeover with Montel Williams on Lifetime. And believe it or not, we actually have our season premiere on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Um, and it's actually going to focus on the U.S. Navy veteran Chris Hickson. And uh, he's actually one of the men that ran in during the active shooting that happened at the Marjorie Stoneman High- Douglas High School um, on February 14th. So th- this all comes back to like mm. not only giving back to, to veterans and their families, because as a veteran myself, I know what they go through. And it's hard. It's hard as it is. But this man gave his life to to protect these babies at this high school because he was a veteran already. He got out of the Navy, but he was on the sports and sports athletics, I believe. And when that shooter came running in, he ran after him and he did what he could to, to, to stop the threat. However, it didn't end up the best, but what Montel Williams and military makeover on this show, we actually go in and help his widowed wife um, and his son that suffers with disabilities um, completely renovate their house. So not only being a WWE superstar, but being able to give back to the veterans and their families is what really motivates me to continue to do what I do. And, and it's incredible. It's a tearjerker. It's probably one of the hardest ones that I've had to do to date, um, but it was completely worth it. So if you guys get a get a chance to watch it, uh, definitely tune in and get some tissues because it's it's incredible and it's motivating. 
Well, all right. I will have the tissues in hand, and I've seen that show before. Just absolutely incredible, the work you're doing there. And uh, I look forward to seeing more of you, a Marine, a mom, a WWE superstar, Lacey Evans. Just so good to meet you. You too. Thank you so much. You can see more of Lacey on Military Makeover with Montel on the Lifetime channel. And you can see more of this WWE wrestling superstar at WWE.com. Just search Lacey Evans. And you can catch this show as well as other episodes at ConnectingVets.com. I'm your host and proud Navy veteran Phil Briggs. And I'll be back next week with more great stories on CBS Eye on Veterans. All right, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at IonVeterans, or you can reach me at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C. And I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.